Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Philly Bandwagon Podcast. Ryan Michaels here with your boy Chip Tunin. What it do? We got the draft coming up in a little under two weeks. Very, very excited. As yeah, I'm, fact, I'm, I'm extremely excited. Uh, you know, I've been looking forward to the draft all offseason long just so that I can go to bed angry again. I look forward to my draft rage every single year. And the worst part is, you know, some people would say, oh, now you're just looking to be angry. However, their GM isn't Howie Roseman and their owner isn't Jeffrey Lurie. So they can't say anything. That's valid. Also, you're right. I don't know why I get so excited because I'm inevitably going to be disappointed. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be I'm going to go to sleep. Like you said, disappointed, angry, frustrated. You know, all all the things. I remember when we drafted Derek Barnett. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, yeah, I was in college still. And I was like, what? When he got drafted and my roommates were like, ah, I don't know who it is. Maybe, maybe that'll be a good pick. And I was like, no. And I was right. I, yeah, I, was I remember right. that year. We needed a cornerback really badly, and we took Barnett. And then we took Sidney Jones in the second round, and I was like, okay. But then they both stunk. Yeah, I mean, Derek Barnett is – the best way to define him is okay. But just, this is a preface to what we're going to get into. Yeah. This is the uh, table of contents. Mm. Uh, of course, we're going to mention each of the last, I don't know, seven years. <laughs> because why? Every, because they've all been bad. Well, yeah, every single draft, I felt like I wanted to die. At some point, yeah. Mm-hmm. Man. And he's still here. Yeah. He's still here kicking. He's, he's yeah, he's he's not going anywhere, folks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Lori's never going to sell the team. So, all right, let's move forward. Um, the Sixers, uh, they're game and a half ahead of the Nets. What what's go, what's it going to take for me to actually have the confidence in them to win the finals? I I don't know what it is. I'm still I have confidence, but there's something in me that's like, mm, don't don't fall for it again. I know what it is. All right. Well, we'll break that down in the podcast. And uh, I'm not going to talk flyers anymore. No, I just we can't. I'll get uh, you know, I don't I don't feel like being sad. I've been sad enough lately. And, uh, you know, the Eagles already broke my heart. I don't need another team to do so. Uh, the Phillies, it, they're OK so far. Yeah, they're all right. Took, took the series against the Cardinals. I can't complain there. Um, Aaron Nola had a day, but, uh, now they are in COVID land where, uh, they're about what five people or five coaches and three players are in protocol. Well, they didn't say, I mean, they, they pretty, no, I said protocol, not yeah, yeah, protocol, but they put three guys on the IL, which is probably not a good sign. Yeah. Now I don't know if they're injuries or it's COVID related, but we'll see. I would assume it's the latter, I but I shouldn't speculate upon that. But we do know two guys are in the what is it, the tracing protocol, so I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it's it's Ronald Torres and uh, uh, Matt Moore, Ronald Torres, Alvarado, and Alvarado, yeah. and then two uh, the first base coach, which so I think his name's Figueroa, and another assistant is in the protocol as well. So we will yep. see. Lovely. I am, well, man, I, I can't wait to get into all this. You know, there's nothing that makes me happier than being disappointed by a Philly sports team one more time in sickness and in health. <laughs> yeah. You mean, it's, it's just fantastic. And you know what else is fantastic? The flowers are blooming. The grass is growing. 
And it's time to chop the weeds, thanks to our sponsor, Manscaped. You can trim your holes safely and efficiently. I'm talking about ball trimmers. Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, have an exclusive offer for our audience. Use code PHL to get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Join the other 2 million men who trust Manscaped. They are here to make sure you are trimmed and smelling nice. After all, it's time for some spring cleaning. Spring has sprung, and Manscaped has the best tools to get you ready. Listen, have you ever gone on a just a long time without shaving down there? Absolutely. Who hasn't? You know, there there was a couple times in my life where I had a you know a a, a third date with a nice lady, you know, where you you think you're going and you need to shave real quick, and it's never fun. Um, they never ended up going anywhere because uh, how unfortunate, but. It was the fact that I could have been better prepared, and Manscaped would have helped with that. Now, can you tell them why Manscaped is the best? Well, they're the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming and have forever changed the grooming game with the amazing products they have. They are here to help with your above-the-waist holes, too. Have you heard of their Weed Whacker? This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. No more gross nose hairs flying in the wind. The premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Manscaped is making whacking your weeds a time to look forward to, to delivering maximum confidence while providing hygiene. Speaking of incredible hygiene, Manscaped has formulations to keep you fresh and ready for anything that comes your way all day. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. It's starting to get hot outside, and this is crucial so your ball stops sticking to your leg. That's the le- legit absolute worst, and you guys know what I'm talking about. You'll also find the Crop Reviver Spray on toner for your balls, which will keep you smelling fresh down there just like spring flowers. Speaking of smelling fresh, complete your grooming game this spring with the new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped. This stuff is legit and will have you smelling like royalty. The cologne is light, approachable, and gentlemanly in all the right ways. You'll be the talk of the next quarantine hangout. Smell good and feel good this spring. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code PHL at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. Again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code PHL at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping with the code PHL at manscaped.com. It's spring cleaning, baby, and your balls will thank you. I got nothing left. What you say, Chippy? Do the Rocky music. You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production, enhancing your Philly sports experience. All right, let's get in the huddle and talk some birds, baby. Come birds. birds. Okay, so what are the birds going to do at 12? I have no idea. Of course, we want a receiver or a corner. But what what is Howie thinking? Now, I've read... I've read that Howie is thinking something else. Uh, he is thinking defensive, uh, defensive, and he's looking at Quiddy Pay, uh, Michigan, and uh, I just disagree with it. I do too. I, I think Quiddy Pay is fine, yeah. but why do we need him? Right. Uh, again, like you said, I like Quiddy Pay. I think he's a good player. He's basically a younger Brandon Graham. Um, they they both came from Michigan. Uh, <laughs> Pay is he's best at run defending. He's not much of a pass rusher. I mean, he can pass rush, but that's not what he's best at. He's best mm-hmm. at run defending. Uh, so he would just be probably backing up Brandon Graham. 
because our starters at the end are most likely going to be, again, Brandon Graham, as much as I don't like it, Derek Barnett. Um, so he would just be a backup, and that's not what we need. We need to have someone who's out there starting right away, week one, that are out there. Right. I, I don't want to draft a backup. I'm tired of it. So, like I say, what do you pay? I think he's going to be a good player, but that's just not – it's not our – it's not what we need. Like, maybe later in the draft, fine, but not at, not, not at 12. I, I got you. I don't. Uh, I don't necessarily know where they're going to go. Honestly, I, I keep seeing different projections with different things. I, I just don't think that they're as hot on wide receiver as we'd like them to be. Um, and, and you know, we see Devonta Smith potentially slipping down the board because of his size. At twelve, I think that's a risk worth taking. And you know. That's another thing, too. If the Eagles were to take someone like a Devonta Smith at 12 and he doesn't pan out, they made the right pick there. I can't be mad about that. Right. But our, our, our past frustrations and anger comes from those times where they pick a J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. For, for what purpose did you pick him? The only right. thing that says that you picked him was a meddling owner had his son's friend be like, yo, this is the guy, and he was just way wrong, and yet you still trust him. No, right, and it would be like if we drafted Justin Jefferson last year and he didn't work out. but Because like, last year, you know, Justin Jefferson was the right pick, and if he didn't work out, then, you know, the same thing. At least we made the right pick, but we didn't. So that's what we're tired of. Like they, like, they just keep going the, out there and think that thinking, oh, we're smarter than everybody right. else because we got and, the analytics. <laughs> you know, can't keep. You I'm, I'm Hallie Roseman, keep, and I, I really like the computer. Yeah, you can't keep thinking that you're the smartest guy in the entire NFL, and you just pull these picks out of left field. You can't keep doing that because we've seen that it doesn't work. I'll tell you what, Howie Roseman has a, he has a hamster cage on his desk, right? There's two hamsters in it and they both pick what decision he's going to make next every single day because he narrows it down to two players and then whatever, whichever picture has more crap on it. That's the one he goes <laughs> yeah, right. It wouldn't surprise me if that's how he picks his play, honestly. Uh, I mean, I know it's not. And, it, you know, there's there's a lot of thought that goes into it. And I'm not going to sit here and say, like, how he did put together a Super Bowl roster. You know, he, he did work the roster to get that team there. And although the problem is, and people neglect to admit this, Chip Kelly did have a part of that, too. Yes, he did. Yeah, he drafted a lot of the, the players you saw on that Super Bowl team. He did. Yeah, but how he did as well, but he was involved. He was involved, but those couple years, Chip Kelly was the guy. So Chip only drafted for what one year? I think it was uh, maybe uh, maybe one or two. I think. I'm not sure, but uh, you're right. How he was there, he was there. So yeah, and it, it just my problem is why do you have your analytics guy that is your the worst part is it's your son's friend dude like come on like you're you're gonna sit here and say that every single blue collar working philadelphian isn't like oh you sick son of a bitch you just hired your son's friend gave him a job where he's making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to make our football team that we come home from our crap jobs like uh, that we work really hard at to make ends meet to pay for your tickets to make our team suck this bad for so long just because you want to pay your son's friend hundreds of thousands of dollars? I guess so. And people are going to say, oh, you're wrong for saying things like that. But how, how does that look? You know, as someone who, uh, like, I'm, I'm an office worker. I like my job. But I'm saying I can see where people are coming from. If I if I worked a job that I really didn't like and, 
you know, I, I did physical manual labor that just wasn't for me. But there's one thing I looked forward to every week, and that was watching football Sundays with my family and really getting into the birds. And I have some rich, pretentious snob spitting out analytics and overriding the people who were out on the field playing the football and going against their football instincts all because a computer said so. Where's the justification to that? Because what 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 tells me blue collar is the person who went out there and performed the job to the best of their ability. Mm. The football guy. Well, and I understand seen, analytics has to be a part of it, but yeah. why that much? That's the thing. And we, we've seen that, you know, we you can't cross sports. You can, exactly. And we've seen it. We saw it with Gabe Kapler when he was here. You can't just purely look at the analytics part. We said this last week that that can be a part of it, but that can't be your entire reason for drafting a player. It just can't be. When. You know, the the main problem I have isn't just the the son's friend being hired. You know, the kid might be smart. I don't I don't know. But it, no matter what, if you're if you're hiring that person, it should be for their past experiences, their like how how good can they be at the job? That's the reason you should be hiring someone, not because they're friends with your son. Now, I'll, now I'll tell you, if what? he is friends with your son, but he but he can do the job well then that's fine. Well, the strategy hasn't worked so far, Mr. Lurie. So right. let me let me tell you something. The problem I have is when the analytics department is overriding the scouts, the scouts are the ones that are like, you should be going with this guy. And right. then this kid is going up and saying, hey, hey, check out this list. It's fresh. Fresh off the press. It's that new progressive thinking that you like so much. I think you'll like it. And they go with that. Exactly. That's, what, that's what's happening in the draft. You think J.J. Ortega-Whiteside's name was magically pulled out of a hat? No. Jeffrey Lurie looked at a list created by that guy and was like, that one. Yeah, he, he saw the analytics was like, okay, this is the guy that makes sense analytically for our team. But you can't, again, like I said, you can't just can you can't continue to take players just based on that. And I was watching a uh, video. I was watching a YouTube video on uh, on NFL's YouTube. The NFL did this and they had a mock draft purely based on analytics. I'm like, this is stupid, but I watched it anyway. I only watched it the first five minutes. And the second pick in the draft was Kyle Pitts. Now, is that going to happen? No. Because the Jets have to take a quarterback because they traded Sam Darnold. But the second pick in the draft was Kyle Pitts. And the person was saying, oh, purely analytically, this is why Kyle Pitts should do – like, I, I, I don't really know why Kyle Pitts – I mean, because I think he's the second best player in the draft, personally. But um, they were like, yeah, this is why Kyle Pitts should go number two. And they, what, they delve into all the stats and, you know. So, but, again, that was just analytics. And Kyle Pitts is not going number two, I can assure you. So that's my point. Like, y y you can't base things purely on analytics. You have to, what, like, what's the fit? Like, is this guy a fit for our defense? Is he a fit for our offense? You know, is he a player that we don't have that we need? You know, things like that. Is, is he a good dude? I mean, even that, you know, can play a part. So it's just frustrating. And... This 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 article really threw me out of whack. I'm still on it, and yeah. I think a lot of the city is. I going into draft time, especially. How can you not talk about it more often? Uh, I, I I think about all the times that I've been angry, and it all just makes sense now. I, everything that I've speculated. I I used to think some of this was just conspiracy that I like to be a part of, and now it's not. It's legitimate. <laughs> That's the problem. They, they yeah. came up with these fantastically brand new fancy ideas that, you know, could could be served up with a caviar with that special bone spoon. And it's spoiled. None of it works. So you kick your quarterback out of town. You got a crap roster. 
you misdraft it for how many years? Yep. What's the solution going to be? Because I, I don't think this draft even helps us unless we hit. And historically speaking, under Howard Roseman, we have not hit, friend. Yeah, I mean, that's the only way. That's the only way people are going to like him again is if he hits on this draft. I mean, we have, yeah, I know. We people... have 11 picks, which is the most fight for any team in this year's draft. People might tolerate Howie, but they will never trust him again. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Unless he nope. hits on the draft. Nope. I don't know. I think nope. If the, I think if the Eagles go sub seven wins in each of the next two to three seasons, gone. Oh, 100%. 100%. I don't see them winning more than seven games this season. No, not this season. And they have a historically easy schedule. And I don't think they're going to uh, no, win not, more than not, seven. No. But if we can hit this year and next year, then in two years, you know, we could be good again. But who knows? I doubt it, but you never know. You know, the thing is, right... Here goes what makes it even more interesting. Let's spice it up. You know what I heard over the past week, Chip? I think you'll find it interesting. Um, Apparently, the Eagles, after moving back to 12, are considering moving back up again. Do you have any thoughts? Could be. Do you... You have a positive opinion of this? Well, it depends on what we give up. If we were to move up. If he gives up that pick in a second. I don't 12, care. 12 and a second move up? Yeah, that's fine with me. Yeah, I actually don't care about that. It depends on how far. Yeah. I mean, it would probably be to... Carolina. I would guess, yeah, somewhere between seven, eight, nine, somewhere in there, probably. Well, you got to think Denver's probably going to try to take Trey Lance. If he's there, yeah. Carolina um, could move down. Um, who's at nine? Crap, who's at nine? Somebody's at nine. Well, Chip, let's, um, let's do an on-the-fly mock. <clears throat> let's put it that way. You're our draft guy, so I'm going to give you the reins. You you watch more college football than I, so if me talking doesn't really give justification. (laughs) But all right, right, let's let's just start with seven for all intents and purposes. Let's let's say Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddle are still on the board. Are any quarterbacks available? Quarterbacks are Trey Lance. I think for Denver, you got to go Trey Lance. Okay. Um, Drew Locke's been okay, but I don't think that they see him as their future guy. And you're not forced to play Trey Lance right away. And he can wait a year or two if, if, that's, if that's what you want to do. And then when he's ready, you know, give him the reins. Because you have all the weapons. You know, your offensive line is pretty solid. Your defense, you brought some guys in free agency on your defense. So the biggest need for the Denver Broncos right now is quarterback. Now, the Panthers are most likely to take a wide receiver before the Eagles do. Um, I think they – I honestly feel like they would be – Okay, into... so wait, we're wrong. The Lions are at seven. Denver's at nine. Yeah, I was about to say. Okay, my bad. Yeah, no, the Lions. I, I still think Trey Lance will be available at nine. So, with with the Lions, if the line, so the Lions are at seven. I think they should take a quarterback too, because I'm not a fan of Jared Goff. But it seems that they are committed to Jared Goff, so they'll probably take a receiver there. If if it was me, I would take a receiver there, if not a quarterback. Um, so that's probably what's most likely to happen. But Trey Lance could be there at nine 
And again, same, you know, the same thing. They should take him 100%. So who do you think the Carolina is going to end up taking, though? Carolina is interesting, man. I think they are a big candidate to trade down. But okay, so if there's a team that the Eagles are targeting, yes, it's Carolina. Most likely Carolina, yes, or 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 Detroit, uh, but most likely Carolina. But if Carolina stays, I think they should probably take uh, an O lineman if he's there. Uh, maybe maybe Sewell if he falls or a Rashawn Slater. If Panay if Panay Sewell falls. He and the Eagles have the chance to trade up. I would not even be mad if they took him. I think that kid's going to be a generational talent. If he's coached up, yeah, I agree. If he's coached up, because he's still a bit raw, <clears throat> but he's a monster, Chip. Oh, he's a mauler, dude. He, he's an absolute. He's an absolute mauler. He's a freak athlete. Uh, you just got to you got to coach him up technically a little bit, but once he's there, man, he's going to be a oh, he's going to be a stud. There are there are ways to make moves that don't piss the fan base off. I don't think that would be one of them. I think, honestly, I think Sewell has a real chance of falling if the Bengals don't take him at five. Because if they decide to reunite Jamar Chase and Joe Joe Burrow, Sewell could fall. Because I don't see the Dolphins taking him at six. I don't see the the Lions taking him at seven. He could be there. He uh, the, the Panthers should take him at eight, in my opinion, because they need a... They need a left tackle. Dude, you know, I, I just I keep thinking about it. Even if there was a chance that the Bengals don't take Panay Sewell, um, but why wouldn't we stay at six? Jamar Chase is just that next level. I I know the draft capital is important and looking for the future and all. I know you're not a huge fan of the trade, but I I, I get no, I get the trade. But looking at the level of talent between, you know, and this year especially, looking at the vast difference in the level of talent from 6 to 12, it's just that big. Um, I I think from Hallie Roseman's perspective, he said, my guy might still be there at 12. There's a high chance of it. So I'm willing to take the risk. Well, not necessarily his guy because Jamar Chase is not going to be there at 12, but – I don't think no. I don't think Jamar Chase is his guy. I, I think he might actually be looking at someone like a Devonta Smith or Jalen Waddle or some defensive end from UTEP that we've never heard of. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I think, uh, and especially too, you know, it makes sense. I mean, obviously we got to pick next year, so that makes sense. But this is the first time ever where there's no combine. A lot of these guys didn't play last year, so there's no 2020 tape on them. They have to go back to 2019 tape. So maybe he just didn't feel good enough with uh, Jamar Chase, who didn't play last year, or uh, Panay Sewell, who didn't play last year either. Maybe he just was like, okay, let's move back. Let's get a pick for next year when there actually is a regular offseason where, where there's a combine, where we can watch new tape. And we'll go from there. Maybe that's. I mean, yeah. But. Which would also make sense. I, I don't think next year's. Just from judging off of the season in college football, it, it doesn't look like this. The next coming year's wide receiver pool is going to be as deep when I'm talking about definitive NFL talent. If they took the year off because of COVID, I highly doubt their talent disappeared with it. Well, that's his thing, too. He's probably like, okay, I'm going to move down to 12, get a pick next year, and but still be able to get a receiver at 12 in this deep receiver class. And even if I don't, we'll take something, and then maybe in the second round we'll get a receiver who will still be good because, like you said, this receiver class is very, very, very good. It might If be the GM better. were anyone but Howie Roseman, I would be like, okay, maybe. But <laughs> historically stunk. I in right. second round wide receiver picks. Yeah. And actually, like last year, if he took Justin Jefferson, I think you said it best. He probably would have gotten hit by a train. Probably. Uh, a freak accident. He's sitting in his house, train through the wall. That's yep. what would have happened. Probably. 
I, you know, I'm actually happy that he didn't come to the Eagles because he's going to have a good long career now. <laughs> um, no, like, not really. I, I, I just try to think that way to make myself feel less sad. What's happened to me? Listen to what you've done to me, Howard. Howard Roseman has done this to you. Howard, does this does this sound like a sane human being? He's probably listening. He's like, this is everything I've ever wanted. <laughs> I, I just want to piss this kid Ryan off my whole entire existence. I wanted to make the whole city of Philadelphia hate me and miserable. Everyone who uh, everyone who's angry at their jobs, I want them to be angrier. I want them to be <laughs> more miserable. I want them to, I want them to feel it. I want them to unlock the force. Yep. And now we're in Star Wars. Yep. That's uh. Star Wars and sex, that's where most conversations go to in men. You're not wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the unfortunate truth, but... Yeah, I know. You know, as soon as you bring up a lightsaber, it, it switches. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I mean, is there is there anything else when it comes to the draft that we have to look at? Uh, w- what do you think is going to happen? Like, what what do you think is going to go down? Do you think that there's a potential that Mac Jones and Trey Lance go in the top, what, seven? I think there's a real possibility, yes. I think you could see five quarterbacks, potentially five quarterbacks go in the top seven, eight, nine, ten range. Hmm. Like, it's a real, like, obviously Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence is going one. Obviously, Zach Wilson is going two. I think those, I think draft really starts at three. And if San Francisco likes Mac Jones and like, I don't, I don't see why they would. Cause I think Justin Fields and Trey Lance are just that much better than Mac Jones. But if they think that they can use and, and get Mac Jones to his fullest potential, then they might take him there. I don't see why they would. I don't even see why they could have taken him. They could have stayed at 12 and could have probably had Mac Jones. Um, but it, I mean, it's. I don't think they're going Mac Jones. I I really think they're going Fields. They should go Fields. They really should. But there's been a lot, a lot of reports that they like Jones a lot. But the pick should be Fields. If I'm Atlanta, I take a quarterback, but they're not going to. Um, Bengals should take no lineman, but they may not. The Dolphins are going to take a weapon whether that be if Pitts falls or Jamar Chase or whoever's there. The Lions should take a quarterback, in my opinion, as well, but they may not. Carolina is not going to take a quarterback. They just traded for Sam Darnold. Um, Denver should take a quarterback. And if if one's there, they probably will. So we'll see. Um, You know, Dallas is going to take a corner, most likely. The Giants, I don't know what they'll do. I mean, they're not going to take a quarterback, obviously, but they may take another receiver or an you know, lineman, and then you got the Eagles at twelve. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be a very fun draft, in my opinion. And you may see some moves up, moves up. Uh, like we said, the the Lions I could see moving down. The Panthers also could move down. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be a fun draft, and we'll uh, we'll we'll inevitably be disappointed with whatever pick. Howie Roseman decides to make. You know, I, I want to re I want to reinforce that no matter what happens, we are going to be disappointed, and I yep. cannot wait to be disappointed with all of yeah. you. The first eleven picks are going to be fun, great. You know, we'll be like, all right, let's go. And then one once it's twelve, and we 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 hear that name, it's going to be downhill from there. It, it, with the twelfth pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, yep. the Philadelphia Eagles select. Arf Kapapa. Yep. From Bowling Green University. Now, who the hell is that, you might ask? I don't know. Even Mel Kuyper doesn't know. Wow, uh, guys. I really, uh, they've really stumped me with this one. Apparently, this kid is just uh, very analytically proven to be the best player in the draft, and I'm just an idiot. Yep. Well, thanks. Thanks. I appreciate that. He wasn't even projected to get drafted, but yet the Eagles took him at number 12 overall. Yeah, actually, uh, uh, he was most likely to be Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah. 
The Eagles could have not even drafted him and most likely had him on the team, but they took him at 12 instead. Because uh, he was their guy, quote unquote. Yep. Um, and once Howie has his guy, he takes him no matter what. Now he joins the company of Jalen Rager, mm-hmm. JJ Ortega Whiteside, yep. Jalen Hurts. They're all Howie Roseman. That monster. Absolute monster. Good lord. If, yeah, okay, so question. This is off the record here, but <laughs> on the record at the same time because this is public. Um, in Philadelphia, right, if you asked, I'd say a thousand Philadelphians, uh, if there were one like media figure in Philadelphia sports that you could slap as hard as you could once and get away with it, uh, who is it? <sighs> Taldy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, I'm. T- <laughs> I would say Howie Roseman, but okay. Oh. I mean, but you would slap Cataldi, right? I, I mean, come on. He, he says some stupid ass stuff, man. There it is. There it is. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Like no, sometimes he's fine, I, and other times it's just like, dude, yeah. what are you talking about? I mean, obviously, I would slap Howie Roseman first, but I thought you meant like media people. No, that's no. what I thought you meant. But my bad. But yeah, it'd be Cataldi. I mean, I mean, I'm sorry if you're a fan of Cataldi. I just, I don't agree. His takes are very weird. Yeah, they're and they're like just so random. They're it, ran- I mean, he goes with whatever the majority of people think. Like well, he doesn't have opinion, you know, but the, that, that's why they're the most listened to the station. Exactly. That's know? why everyone like, loves them. But I hate them. I just, I'm sorry if you like him. I, like, I don't like. I, I like you guys. But if you like, I, I just can't. I can't. I can't listen to him. I'm sorry. I, I try to listen to a mix of all the sports radio, but I, I will say his morning show is hard to listen to. It's very and and the people with him, it's just oh, it's brutal. Like it. Well, when he used to interview Gabe Kapler and Doug Peterson, I would listen. Uh, Yeah, but those were some of those were actually good. Like it was just like, what are you doing? But then they would just end up fighting, and they would get, and then Gabe Kapler or Doug Peterson would get mad, and then they just hung up. I think he at one point, I don't know. I think he just said, "Well, what were you doing, Gabe? Like, did do do you know what you were doing?" And Gabe (laughs) Kapler just got so mad. Right. <laughs> what kind of question is that? Well, it looked like Gabe Kapler didn't know what he was doing. Well, yeah, obviously, but that's just not what you ask him. I mean, if you're, I would. Well, if you're told you are, you would. I would too. I, I, I would ask so funny. That. I would be like, I would ask it. Well, first of all, I would ask it nicer than that. Um, so no, as he, so he wouldn't get humiliated and mad and then hang up the phone. Yeah. Well, I see why Doug would hang up the phone now because Cataldi would ask him about play calling, and Doug would probably be like, I just got reamed out. Right. Like Doug was like, I'm trying days. to do that, but these idiots won't let me. Uh, uh, that's all well, he wanted to say that. Yeah. No, I've, I've been trying to. I've, I've actually been listening to a lot of Philly sports radio lately. Can't lie about that. I used to listen to podcasts in the morning, but it kind of gets boring when you listen to the same podcast a lot. Very repetitive. But, you know, a little change up. I have a little radio next to my desk now, too. So when I'm uh, doing the good old spreadsheets, um, Matisse yep. Thibault just two-hand windmill dunked. It was pretty sick. Dude, just wanted to share that. Uh, yeah. He's my boy. And uh, I'm glad we didn't trade. I'm glad we didn't trade him either. I don't think we would have. And I don't think Maury wanted to trade Maxie either. And on that note, let's move into the Sixers and uh, discuss what has to go down for the rest of the year. And what what are we missing here? You told me you know. What is this feeling where I'm like, I don't know. Well, you don't like Ben Simmons. Uh, who said I don't like Ben Simmons? Just for the record, guys, we were hanging out on Friday. I love Ben Simmons. No, 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 no. We were, we hung, we're vaccinated, so we're fine. We hung out on Friday, and he was just, he was crapping on Ben Simmons. I can't lie to you. 
That is not true. Yes, it is. That is that is misinformation. Do not let him lie. That is misinformation. I said that Ben has to be more aggressive and take more shots. That's it. And everyone in Philadelphia. No, no, that's not no, 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 no. You don't get to make up lies. You're making up the lies. You're making up lies. You are lying through your white teeth. You're a well. Thank you for telling me I have white teeth. But you're a liar and a thief. I I would never. I would never lie to our beautiful and good-looking listeners. You know, there is one thing that he's going to tell you. He just lied to you twice. I did. He he lied, nope. and he doesn't think you're good-looking. I think each and every one of you are hot. I'm Does that say. sound like a truthful voice to you? Does it? I'm curious. Think actually. about. Do you think, do you think my voice look is sounds like truthful? Can you let, can you guys let me know? I, I hope you do. I hope you do too. Because this man has slandered me for the final time. <laughs> he hates Ben Simmons. I do not. Oh, ben, I have a Ben Simmons jersey. It's the first Sixers jersey I bought since Allen Iverson. Yeah, I hate Ben Simmons. All right. He does. And that, just... that is fake news. Your fake news. And how do I hate Ben Simmons exactly? You hate him. Never said that. No, he doesn't hate him. I'm kidding. But he's not. What's the what's the right terminology I'm trying to use here? Well, well you're he's not better. playing. You're not better. He's well, just okay. not playing. Okay, listen, when I think about our one-two punch of Embiid and Simmons, yeah, I need Simmons to be scoring 20 points a game. I, I need him to be going out there and doing why, that. Why, though? Why? Because, and, like, I know Tobias Harris has been really stepping up, but Ben Simmons was a number one overall draft pick, has the talent to just drive the lane and score at will, and he doesn't utilize it. I agree with all that. I do. And, like, even if he doesn't score – He's not even driving to the point where he can find someone open once the lane collapses on the outside. And that's the problem. And what have I said there that's wrong? Well, well, here's the thing. You're not wrong. And I'm, I, I will admit that you're not wrong. He, and I've been saying this since he got drafted. He needs to be aggressive. And he's just not right now. He, he, there's times where he is, and there's times where he's not, and that's right now. He's not being aggressive right now. I'm just hoping that he he, he realizes this. Once the playoffs start, he gets he starts being aggressive. Everything's fine. But he needs to start doing it now. He does, and I agree with that. He's well, we know that he pa- can. He, well, we know he can. He's still a good passer. He's still a good rebounder. And he's arguably... Not arguably. He right now he's playing like the best defender in the NBA. And yeah, here's, he here's my thing. I give him that. Here's my thing. And I agree with what you're saying. I, I agree he needs to be more aggressive offensively. I do. But I'm so sick and tired of everyone crapping on Ben Simmons. I'm, I'm tired not crapping of him. on him. I just want him to perform better. Okay. I love him. Yeah. Offensively, offensively. Well, see, and here's the thing too. And you know, I wouldn't give him so much heat if there weren't so many Ben Simmons apologists out there. But there's a lot of Ben Simmons haters. A lot. I, I think Ben Simmons might be the one person on the team who has the most apologists, though. I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, I'm one of them. I'm just gonna say that. I mean, but like, who? There, like, who has more? It isn't Furcon, I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> okay, then you're probably right because you know no one else. I mean, other than maybe Embiid, there's no there's no one really who na- like national people talk about other than Ben Simmons. So you're probably right with that. But there are still a ton of people who just say Ben Simmons sucks, and that couldn't be further from the truth, dude. Is 6'10", can handle, like, one of the best players ever in in the NBA, 
and he can guard one through five every day of the week. Okay. And even his defensive prowess, I'm worried about his offensive capabilities going into the playoffs. It's not that he's not capable. It's just he doesn't do it. And I don't know why. And it goes back to the thing. I, I just don't think he feels like it. I don't think it's that. I think he doesn't feel like he has to because we have Embiid, because we have Tobias, because we have three-point shooters around him now. I just think that, I just don't think he – I think that he thinks that he doesn't have to. Who did Ben Simmons put up 42 against? Rudy Gobert. And why did he do that against the best team in the West but can't put up 10 points versus the Knicks? He can. And that's the thing. He can. Right. He just doesn't. Which is because he doesn't feel like it. No, he. it's not that. I, I don't think it's that. I think it's because he thinks he doesn't have to. But when Embiid is out and Tobias is out, then he'll probably score 40. Because then he has to. He shouldn't be trying to score something every game, though. I agree, man. I agree. I agree with that. But he's still a three-time All-Star. He's still Defensive Player of the Year this year. He's still a great passer. He's still a great rebounder. So that's all I'm saying. I'm just I'm, I'm tired of everyone crapping on him purely for scoring. Oh, no, 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 no. He's literally doing everything else. Top I year. never said Ben Simmons sucks. I just want him to do better. Like he's killing it defensively. I, if he doesn't win defensive player of the year. Yeah. I, I don't know what these people are watching. Yeah. But I don't know. Like he's playing. He better play and he better kill it. And that's it. Like, I, I just wish he would reach his too. fullest potential. Like too. he has the ability. Yeah, he does. And it, Another thing is, too, is we're still winning. Yeah. Um, like well, we were, we're losing, losing right now, but. Understand. Like, if we were losing, I would understand, but we're still winning games. So my hope, like I said, my hope is that come playoff time, you know, it's, it's fun on the gas pedal. 100%, 110%, no matter what. Let's go. Let's do this. That's what I'm hoping. We'll see what happens. I, I think we'll get there, and I, I, you know, I, I, I do think that. I think you're right with the aggressiveness, maybe in the playoffs. I, I have to see it firsthand before I make a judgment. Yeah. And I really hope you're right, and I think you are. But, you know, if he stepped up, right. Him stepping up offensively is that last hesitation that I have about the Sixers going. Okay. If him, Tobias, and Embiid are performing at their current levels, gone. Who's beating us? Tell me. Tell me one. I don't even care about KD. I don't care about Harden. I don't care about Kyrie. Yeah. KD's locked up thanks to Simmons. Yep. Nobody, nobody's getting past Embiid. And Tobias yeah. seemed too shabby defensively, too. Yeah. I mean, Danny Green's still still a good defender. We got Matisse if we if we need him. Honestly, I think Matisse might get a lot of minutes against the Nets. Probably will, yeah. He probably if, will. If he's able to lock up, who'd they put him on? Kyrie, probably? Um, They wouldn't put him on Harden. They, they could put him on Harden, honestly. They could. You think? Yeah, they could. Unless they have Tobias on Harden and they would go Matisse on Kyrie, they could do that. We'll see. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting, though. I mean, I think no matter what, Simmons goes on Durant. Uh, and then after that, we'll, we'll, we would see. But it would be a – oh, man, it would be a, it'd be a good series. 
I can say that. Uh, I think what the Sixers have to worry about is that one seed. I want them to play Charlotte in the first round. I don't want them to get stuck with the Heat. I don't want to. I don't want them to get stuck with. Well, because I think Boston's played a lot better, so I don't think they would be the the eight seed. But yeah, I, I think Boston's Charlotte, currently the fifth. Yeah, so they've played better because they they were they were like the seventh seed at one point, I think. So, but they played better the last couple couple weeks or yeah, but week. between but between eight and five is only like three or four games. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, it should be a good uh, finish of the season. So we'll see. I, I I would like to see Charlotte with the. Yeah, six. I would like to see Charlotte or. I mean, I don't want to see Miami. I really nah, don't. I don't, want, I don't want to see Miami first round. I've had enough problems with Miami mm, in my life. Maybe Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta's four right now, but like you said, four through eight are pretty close. So maybe if Atlanta falls off a little bit, I'd be fine with that. Um, yeah, maybe Charlotte, like you said, or, or Atlanta, or I don't know. We'll see. Hmm. All right. Well, that was a pretty good Sixers talk tonight. Yeah. Kind of got all my frustrations out. There's only one frustration, and I'm happy George Hill's playing, actually. It's, that's nice. Yeah. So. Well, let's move on and, uh. I guess we're walking it off with the Philadelphia Phillies. We're losing two out of the Giants. It's okay. Is it? Is it? Yeah, I mean. No. Gabe Gabe doesn't even need the coconut oil anymore. He can just straight up buy the ganja out there. Oh, man. Gabe Kapler. Well, you know, guys, um, every, everyone went out there and really um, they, they really tried their best. And, um, you know, I, I just set up a lineup and um, I, I put it in the computer and the computer spit it out a different way. And yep. um, that's what I wrote on the board. And uh, we're going to go with it. Yep. Uh, what about for your pitchers? Oh, yeah. The, uh, the, the printer said to do this tonight, no yep. matter what. So mm-hmm. I did it. So what's your job? job what are you talking about i thought i'd just get paid to do nothing yeah the computer did it the computer does everything for me you don't you don't instruct your players on how to swing no uh, the computer does that did, do you know what a hitting coach is hitting coach what, what? No, it's a hitting computer that's what that's what's hc hitting computer yeah they just play mlb the show which is I heard that's coming out for uh, the Xbox. Is that true? I don't. I don't know. I'm getting PS5. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck getting one. Good luck. Yeah. I mean, I haven't got one yet, but maybe in the next five years, yeah, I'll get one. Hopefully. Good luck. Good luck with the PS5. I hope you uh, get it in the next uh, four years. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. I'll never be able to afford it anyway. It's going to be like $3,000 on eBay. And then they're going to send me a brick instead of a PS5. Yep. Sounds about right. (laughs) (sighs) It's still too early in the season to really talk about Phillies, but... Yeah, I don't really know how I feel about them, honestly. I mean... I'm still neutral. I think they need a fifth starter still, because I think Chase Anderson kind of blows. He does. Uh, Matt Moore kind of blows, too, so we'll see what happens with that, but... Bryce Harper hit a home run. Harper, yeah. McCutcheon stinks. Uh, yeah, he's 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 washed, but I can't be mean to McCutcheon because you know, like I'm I don't even like the Pirates. I, I don't hate them either, but when he was in his prime, he was fun to watch. Oh uh, yeah. Absolutely. And that's why I'm not gonna give McCutcheon any any business. I don't hate him. It's just he's he's he can't play anymore. Like he can't hit. Yeah, he's got <laughs> to hang up the cleats. Yeah, he's got him. Um, but I, I'm not going to tell the man to not play his last season. You know, like, come on. He earned it. He earned it. Yeah. You know, out of all the players I watched growing up, um, him, probably McCutcheon. There's a few people that really stuck out. In that way, you know, 
what who else are players like that like i don't i wouldn't consider mccutcheon hall of fame but uh, what's up i think he's gonna be a hall of famer you think so yeah he won an mvp i think he's borderline he's borderline i think he'll make it though eventually i don't think he's gonna be a first ballot no 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 no, no. but i think he'll make it I, I wouldn't be mad about it but i, I mean like when I think of McCutcheon, I, I don't think Phillies. I still think Pirates. I think Pirates, yeah. The only other player I think like that, I, I think him. Um, oh, God. I think Joe Mauer with the Twins. I think, I think him with the Pirates with the dreadlocks he used to have. Yeah, the locks. Yep. Joe yeah, Mauer Joe. with the Twins was another one. Yep. Uh, Josh Hamilton with the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a little stretch there. He was just un, un, unstoppable. And then he went to the Angels and sucked. Yeah. Who else? Albert Pujols with the Cardinals. Yeah, I was actually thinking that, too. Dude, he was... Um, God. A low-key one. Todd Helton with the Rockies. That's... Yeah. That's low-key, but it's true. Yeah, he was good, man. He was very good. He was part of that 07 World Series run they had. He did, yeah. They swept the Phillies that year. And then got swept by the Red Sox. They did. Yeah, that was a good squad they had. I, I I couldn't believe they got swept. Yeah, the Red Sox the Red Sox were were good that year. Yeah, though. they were just not good. There was nothing that could happen. Well, again, speaking of Red Sox, Pedroia and the Red Sox. Yeah, there you go. There's one. Now, Ortiz. what do you think of Pedroia or David Ortiz as the leader of that team during the time? I would say Pedroia. Yeah, I, I I say that too. Pedroia like, won MVP that year, didn't he? Pedroia did, yeah. So I would say Pedroia, but I mean you got to think Ortiz with that team too, though. Yeah, yeah the, the thing with Big Poppy was like he was always an influential figure for the Red Sox, yeah. but I never took him as the leader of the team until you know even, even with Pedroia still on the team. When Pedroia started to have his injury plagues, that's where I feel like David yep. Ortiz kind of took over the reins. Yeah, like like in 07, like in that era, I think Pedroia, because he was probably the voice in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, when, when Pedroia started to go down with injury, I think Ortiz kind of took that over. And, it, you know, and moving it into a rivalry now, too, uh, David Wright with the Mets. Yeah, as much as I hate him. Yeah, you're right. He was a figurehead of the Mets. Um, what about Utley with the Phillies, though? I, I mean, they might, it's now, probably I, I, a Phillies fan, but... I, I have two more, and then I want to... Uh, there's two more. So I have Jeter with the Yankees, and then Miguel Cabrera with the Marlins. Yeah. Do you consider him a Marlin or a Tiger? I don't know, because he won a World Series with the Marlins, but, I mean, there was like a three-year span where he, again, with the Tigers. He won the Triple Crown! I mean, yeah, so, I don't know, that's tough. I guess Tigers, because he was just so individually good. I mean, they had some good teams, though. I mean, they made it to the World Series one year, I think. They lost to Cisco, I think, whatever. Casey was on that team. Um, it Verlander, they had Fielder, they had Miguel Cabrera. Yeah, that was a good squad. I don't know. That's tough, though. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess for me, because I'm so young, probably, probably with the Tigers. But and now moving on to the Phillies, which is where this conversation culminates. Yeah, I mean, it's got the Utley. With the tweet from Mitchell and Ness saying, are you ready for us to make these Legends jerseys? And it was Rollins, Utley, and Howard. Yeah. Out of those three Legends, who's the guy? I think it's either Utley or Rollins. I'm going – I agree with you. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's Utley. And the reason – you know, I feel like Jimmy Rollins was more vocal in the Philadelphia community. Okay. I feel yeah. like he did more for the fan base itself. Mm-hmm. And Utley was just, he had some stretches where it was just like, damn. 
Um, there's the unforgettable call by Harry Callis. You are the man. Like who forgets that? Yeah. Um, world bleeping champions. Yep. I think that's when he, I think that's when it really, he really started to be that the guy was that, was that phrase right there. Cause I think before that it was Rollins. Cause he had, cause Rollins had the infamous, um, line in the beginning of the 2007 season where he was like, yeah, we're, we're going to make the playoffs this year. Remember that? Mm. And then we God. had, to, we had to sweep the Mets to, to make the playoffs that year. And we did. That was in 07. I remember that. And then, yeah, and then in 08 we won, and then Utley had that famous line. So I think the four, <laughs> it was probably Rollins, and then once Utley said that, a lot of people were like, all right, this is the guy, you know? I went to the World Series parade with my grandma. I remember um, watching on the TV later that day. That was the same day, right? They ended the parade at the stadium? Yeah. I it was I was home at this point and I turned on the TV and I was sitting out there with my grandpa <laughs> just watching the TV. Yep. And he goes up there and he says that. And I look at my grandpa and I said, Did he just say world bleeping champions? <laughs> and my grandma came out and was like, Watch your effing mouth. <laughs> like, what? what? <laughs> yeah. I went to the I went to that I went to the parade too. I went with my dad, my brother, uh my dad's friend. Um, and then a couple of my neighbors went, it was just, we literally drove down and my, and my, my dad's buddy was a cop at the time. So he actually got us a parking spot, like right near there. And then, yeah, we were on the corner of, uh, Snyder and broad and it was just, Oh my God. That day was like, that day just lives in my head for, will live in my head forever. It was Halloween that day, I think too. I remember Ryan Howard driving in a giant truck, honking the horn left and right. I remember Pat Burrell being by himself with his wife on the top of a uh, a fire uh, fire truck. It was just them two. I also remember there had to have been a 50-plus-year-old man <laughs> that kept trying to cut in front of me. <laughs> and like was literally shoving me out of his way several times. You had to be what, what you were like thirteen. I was that. thirteen. Yeah. And I'm like I'm, I'm I look over at my grandma. I'm like this Mister keeps pushing me. <laughs> She's like, sir, really? It's a kid. And he moved away. I was ten. But was he was being a real jerk off. Yeah, I mean. And if you remember me, it was right in front of the Ryan Howard truck, you old coot. <laughs> I hope your life is minorly inconvenienced every single day because of that. Minorly inconvenienced. Minor. Just enough that you know. That's fair. But not enough that anything bad happens. Yep. Like I hope if you order business cards they misspell your last name by one letter. Oh. I hope that when you go to flush the toilet, you don't hold the handle long enough and it doesn't flush. Oh. But it still has to refill. Man, those are very minor. I like it. I hope that if you go to sharpen your pencil, the one side goes all the way up and it never sharpens until you do it for about three minutes. Wow. Yeah. I hope you get a very tiny paper cut. Just a very tiny oh. one. <laughs> and I hope you know that we've reached the end of our <laughs> end of our show. <laughs> the king of transitions is back. We've reached our destination for the day. Thanks for listening to the Philly Bandwagon Podcast. You can find us on PHL Sports Nation, where you can also find all your Philly sports wants, needs, and desires. Go to the podcast tab. Go to the PHL Bandwagon. You can find us there on Anchor. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now on iHeartRadio or wherever podcasts are available. If we're not available on a platform that you use, please email us at phothebandwagon at gmail.com and let us know. If you want to follow us, please go to Twitter and follow us at the PHL Bandwagon. We're also on Facebook at the PHL Bandwagon. And you can follow me at PHL Ryan Michaels. You can follow Chip at PHL Chip Tiernan. Oh, that's a whole lot of talking. 
on Twitter. We put out weekly polls. Please, please, please respond, share, comment, do whatever you want. Tell us that we suck. Tell us that you love us. Tell us that the Eagles suck. Tell us you hate Howie Roseman. Really, really, really tell us you hate Howie Roseman because we yeah. love it. It oh, embraces wow. us. It it fuels the fire. It makes me feel alive. All right. We'll see you at the next stop. Sell the team. Sell the team. Fire Howie. Sell the team and fire Howie. Oh, I like that. Like that too. Do it. God, that would be so great if they just fired him. And then Jeff Lurie was like, deuces. Yep. But then that, that leads to possibility that we can get someone like who doesn't know what they're doing. With the owner already done in a while. Oh my God. Exactly. It can't be much worse than this right now. <sighs> this is what you've done, Jeffrey and Howie. This is what you've done. Cue the Rocky music. Oh, no, it's... That's... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> did I steal your line? You did. I, I'm not a fan. Yeah, uh, you, you can take it back. Get around music.